Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Haas Talks Foss. I'm the Haas, Matt Yakovit, and we are here to talk to Gene and Vinny about their time here at Percona, about upcoming Percona Live Talks, about all things MongoDB, all things MySQL, and everything in between. Hello, Gene and Vinny. How are you two? Hey, man. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to talk at the same time, but I will direct traffic today. That's okay. Let me start with Gene. Gene, why don't you introduce yourself? Where are you speaking to us from? Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Jim. I'm from Sao Paulo, Brazil. I'm a support engineer here at Percona for two years long. And yeah, for me, it's uh, thank you for for this for inviting me in this in this podcast. So I hope the audience also enjoy it. And and Gene, how did you get started in the database space? Uh, yeah, I mean. Here in Brazil, I did uh, the the university for database, so I just I started to to work with that from from the university, and then I started with uh, as an intern, and then going to I, I then I I moved on my previous company as a DBA, and then I also had this opportunity here at Percona. So I think it's three four years uh, working in this area. I mean, compared to your to you guys, it's it's small, so yeah. Oh, don't my feel, journey on the don't feel bad. When you're this old, you forget everything, and you know, like <laughs> now you probably have more knowledge than I do. That's okay. Um, Vinny, you've been on this show a dozen and a half times, probably like eighteen, yeah. times, twenty times, right? You're 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 an old yeah. hat at this. But Vinny, where are you located? And uh, maybe give everybody your little background, your your two seconds worth of fame. Yeah. Oh well. First, it's a nice way that uh, you told uh, that we are old, so <laughs> uh, we have a lot of experience. But yeah, uh, I'm working at Percona for five years already, and it's still counting. I'm super happy with that. And currently, I'm in Brazil. Uh, for those who doesn't know, I I was born here in Brazil, uh, and I have lived in Europe for a while. But, well, because of COVID, things changed a bit, and I'm back at my homeland for now. But uh, already planning the next adventure. <laughs> so we will see. All right. So next time, if I come to Brazil, what are you guys going to have me do? What, like, let's start there. Like, what is the must thing to do in Brazil for me when I go there? Uh, I think we can... Uh... We can go with the, to eat a feijoada. It's a good start here in Brazil, so it's very Brazilian dish. So it's a it's a flavor. Yeah, it's a it's a tasty food for us here. I mean, it's heavy. I mean, in terms of, uh, but it's a very good. Uh, and then we usually we eat feijoada with caipirinha, which is a very good combo. So yeah, it's a good start. Vinny, Vinny. Uh uh, do you concur with this or do you, is there, is there some other thing activities that you're going to, that I should do? Like it's must, must, I must do this. Well, I fully support, uh, Jean's idea. Uh, also for those, they're laughing. Are... So I'm a little worried. No, uh, no, 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 no. I'm not mentioning the parties and all the hard stuff in Brazil. I'm just talking about food. Um, like for those who love meat being a churrascaria here in Brazil, to eat some traditional Brazilian meats. Uh, people love it, uh, the way it works here. So, yeah, I think it's the two things you need to do here. Uh, it's eat and drink. 
Eat and drink. Okay. It yeah. sounds it sounds like a, a fun place. It's almost like Uruguay, right? You know, like that, Yeah, that, that, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you both you both smile and nod at the exact same time. Uh yeah. you know, there you go. Our 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 friendly neighborhood Uruguayans um approve as well. So yeah. that's awesome. So uh, you know, both of you have been at Percona for a little while. Um now Vinny, your background and your experience is a little different than Gene's. Gene, you're you're mainly focused on Mongo, is that right? No, no. I also help with my SQL. Okay, great. But on the daily on the daily routine, I usually talk take more Mongo uh, issues. But yes, I also I also help the team with my SQL and, cases. And Vinny, you have kind of flipped back and forth between databases left, right, and sideways. Um, you've written a book on MySQL. You've really gotten into the depths of MongoDB as well. So you kind of know both sides of the coin there. Yes, uh, and if you guys are interested in to know my favorite database, you will have to ask me in Austin <laughs> at Percona Live. But yeah. oh no, no, no! We're going to ask you on this during our rapid fire question session. I just invented okay. it an hour ago, um, where I ask you random questions and we see what your answers are. So okay. that's going on there. So you you have about ooh, ooh, ten minutes or so to to, to, to figure that one out. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to answer Postgres, right? Um, <laughs> uh, true. Ah, see, or yes, yes. Um, every, I, I think every time uh, you say Postgres, an angel gets his wings. So, yeah, well, people love Postgres, so yeah, it's true. <laughs> no, but truth to be told, like I, I really enjoy my SQL and MongoDB. They both have. I don't have experience with Postgres, but. From what I see and what I heard, it's a very good database as well. Uh, I think the best database you can work with is the one that you know the best. So it doesn't matter much if you work with a database that you don't have experience. So you won't uh, extract 100% of the performance. So what sort of apps are you seeing uh, being used for MySQL and Mongo? Where, where does that line fall with your support activities? When people call you, are you seeing more... Um, you know, web apps, mobile apps, you know, like, like where, where do you kind of see the trends going? Uh, for my SQL, what I have been seeing, for example, uh, a lot of customers works uh, in a similar way as WordPress, which means is that each user uh, has a schema inside the database and its own tables. So it's kind of like you have several customers uh, working on the same database, probably with same schema or slightly different. Uh, mobile apps, uh, gaming, we have a few gaming customers as well. They use MySQL um, as a, a platform for their uh, production uh, when, when the game is online and, and the players will, will play. So the application is is many in various. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the things that I we can see a bit in the Mongo universe is regarding about the the, the, the database size. Usually, I don't see something like similar in MySQL. Of course, there is a lot of environments that we work, but usually, Mong or Mongo's customer they have they have a a huge replica set or even clusters. So I think they are going more with big data things. Mm. So, but yeah. Define define big in this context because everybody has a slightly different version of big data. What what does that look like for you? 
for me, when I see a replica set with, I don't know, more than 10 terabytes of data, it's, it's huge for me. And then if you split that on our sharded cluster, uh, it will be more easy, more easy to, to administrate, but also in my perspective, more than 10 terabytes of data in a database is too much sometimes. So yeah, that's, that's my perception on, on big things. Hmm. Vinny, what, do you have a limit? Is, is, is Gene wrong or right? No, he's right. And like, even for MySQL, like huge databases are terrible to manage because backups, restore times, uh, DDLs are very difficult to operate. It takes a long time and require a lot of planning. Uh, usually in support, we have a kind of internal rule. We don't say much, but it's if your database is growing uh, above two terabytes in a, in a server, you should consider or purging or sharding or something like that because it's the it's the, a good limit where SSDs can perform relatively fast and, and busy stuff. Yeah, all kinds of operational issues become a challenge at scale. You know, I mean, even with the Mongo, which has built-in sharding and, you know, uh, a lot of features for more of a cluster, which isn't something baked in necessarily to the MySQL ecosystem, um, you, you do have issues. One of the classic issues is how do you back up such a large monstrosity of a database? Like if you've got, you know, eight, 10 shards, terabytes each, how, how do you back that up? Honestly, I think we are good in MySQL because MySQL has a lot of community tools for help to help you to deal with backups. Mm -hmm. But then when you go to the Mongo world, it's quite a problem because we only rely. I mean, if we are talking about the open source solutions, so if we talk about only the open source, we have the Mongo dump, Mongo import, and then the Depreconna solution is PBM. So to manage this kind of uh, huge data set, it's is problematic. So then I see the, the, the tools for MySQL and that's something I really like because you have extra backup, you have uh, MySQL pump, MySQL dump, you have a lot of possibilities to, of course, we start to be limited because of your, your database, it's huge, but I mean, you have options at least. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, so you actually, both of you have a talk on PBM uh, coming up at Percona Live, or depending on when this podcast is released, maybe after, or, or you did, like it might, I don't, I don't know. It could, it could be before or after um, we do record and then release once or twice a week, um, depending on where this is in the queue, but we'll just assume it's coming up. And if it's not, you can make it coming up by just going to YouTube and searching for it. Uh, so, you know, from a PBM perspective, um, are you going to talk to us about how PBM helps back up those larger systems? Uh, yes, we we are going to present two types of uh, uh, the, the backups that PBM is bringing to the open source environment, uh, which will help hugely the, the community. For those who doesn't want to stick with Atlas, which is the uh, enterprise and paid version of uh, Bongo Inc., which provides a set of features, but everything has a price. Uh, we will show examples uh, on how to do backups of these large data sets. And the great thing about uh, PBM is that 
besides being open source, like it, it expands your possibilities. Like if you want to save your backup in Amazon S3, Google Cloud, Azure, it has native support. So you can integrate easily with uh, your cloud environment. So, you know, here's an interesting question. You know, you, you know, Gene, you mentioned all of the fantastic community tools in the MySQL space. Why, why aren't those tools in the Mongo space? That's, that's a question I ask myself since I started to work with Mongo. Hmm. Uh, I, I, yeah, that's something unclear for me. I talk, I have some friends that work with Mongo, uh, and I don't know, I don't know if it's something, uh, because of the approach, I, honestly, I don't know. Uh, MySQL uh, started as an open source and still open source, even though even though it's it's from Oracle. But the the, the root, the nature of MySQL, it's open source. Mongo, since its beginning, it's open source, but as this uh, this this path to the enterprise uh, way. So I, I don't know, honestly, why we don't have such approach in MongoDB universe, which is unfortunately not good for the users. I wonder if it's because the focus in Mongo tends to be with development teams and focus on the development features and less on the administration. So they try to hide some of that. I mean, I know from my personal experience when I was a youngster, dinosaurs roamed the earth. And I, I had to, you know, like, like survive against velociraptors trying to eat me and stuff and was a DB at the same time, um, long ago. Uh, it was the pain that made me solve some of these issues, right? So you would develop a tool, um, you know, most of toolkit, for instance, was developed because we needed it to do our jobs, right? Like, you know, oh, we're missing this thing. We need to go do it. Um, and you know, extra backup, for instance, was um, originally a, a, a paid-for feature by uh, InnoBase, uh, who ended up getting bought by Oracle, uh, and then it was, uh, you know, brought to the open-source space by Percona. But it was that pain where you have something you need to do, you can't do it, and you move on. Um, I wonder, are are the 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 users? And the people who are responsible now for Mongo instances, um, more developer architect focused and less infrastructure focused. I mean, is that part of the reason? I, I would say so. Uh, we see, and uh, that's uh, a good and bad thing. Like uh, Mongo has, I don't know, 12, 15 years of age. It's a relatively new database. So, and it has a really specific uh, use. And we see like developers using it in a constant way to make, because you it's schema-less, so you can store everything. It makes your development much faster, but also brings problems. And this lack of maturity, uh, I think it's the, the big problem with the people that are using it and with the tool, with the database itself. Now, now, Gene laughed. He couldn't help himself. No, no, this is my normal uh, way. Just yeah. No, no, I mean, no. Uh, when he said schemaless, you had a grin that was ear to ear. So, would you like to clarify? No, I mean that's that's uh, the the way that Vinny described it is perfect. Uh, I mean the the things needs to be faster and schemaless. The 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 way that you don't need to 
get relations between the the extractor, it's easier to deal with. So yeah, I mean, uh, let's work on the problem. Then let's let the, let's let the database on on the on the side. So I don't know. That's but wait maybe. a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And so this is why I thought you were grinning, and I was going to pick up on this, which is I hear the term schemaless and I laugh myself because I don't think that MongoDB is truly schemaless. I think that you actually do need some sort of schema or at least schema validation and you need to validate the data that's in there. Otherwise, performance issues happen as soon as you start getting the scale. Am I right? You are correct. I am correct. Yes. Ring yeah. the bell, everyone. Ring the bell. I am correct. I, I love it when I'm right. Um, we should just stop now. We should do a microphone drop right now and like, you know, because I'm right. And I like to end it. I know. No. Um, uh, but no, no. I mean, I think that uh, it's interesting. There's a lot of databases nowadays that uh, come out and they try to um, throw away the shackles of SQL or throw away the shackles of data validation. And realistically, I think the power and benefit of many of these, including Mongo itself, is the ability to um, add and remove data uh, as needed, yes, and not have to worry about the overhead of managing those objects. But that schema validation still has to happen somewhere. If you're not doing it in the database, you're still doing it in code. Um, and if you're not doing it either place, you're setting yourself up for a, a big problem. But even, even so, even if you're doing it in code, um, aren't you going to run into index issues, performance issues, potentially, if you're just kind of throwing anything that you want into the database? Yes, I, I like to say you, you can't treat your database as your garbage, where you can put everything without uh, any order. Uh, and yes, like uh, that's what we face in support, a lot of these issues, because things run faster when database is quite small, but... Uh, the schema less without proper organization, uh, it becomes a problem. And Mongo grows the data uh, grows the data much faster than MySQL, right? Because we store usually it, uh, people use to store much more things, so it can become a problem really quickly. Uh, and I, as you said, Matt, I, I like to say like it is better to build the plane in the ground. Uh, let's not try to make improvements while he's flying. So that's what we need to do with MongoDB. Mm, it's a good point. Yeah, it's always more difficult to go back and change the architecture, right? Um, although a lot of times you do have to figure out how to make that plane stay in the air. Um, yeah, which is what DBAs and data professionals and SREs are doing, right? We're trying to make that plane stay in the air as much as possible. Um, very important there. Now, um, as, as the databases, uh, specifically Mongo, but, but also others, uh, they evolve, they, they add more and more features between every version. Um, Mongo, for instance, it didn't used to have transactions. Now it does. Right. Um, I mean, big changes in some cases where you go through massive architectural changes um, between different versions of databases. Sometimes that leads to performance improvements. Other times it leads to degradations. Now, uh, I, I told Gene that I was going to do this. Um, you know, it was we appear to have a snafu on the Percona Live schedule because Gene submitted an awesome topic about the performance difference between different versions of uh, Mongo and for somehow it missed the final schedule. And I got to go figure that out. I'm going to do that right after this podcast. I promised okay. him. Okay. But here's the thing. Um, 
I'm curious, what do you see between those different versions? Are you seeing that, you know, uh, we're seeing linear performance improvements or are we seeing degradations? Uh, we see some degradation, but again, there there is a lack of documentation about that. There's a lack of blog posts and research uh, on this on this thing. So since Mongo, I mean, our uh, our life in support, we have a plenty of customers that does a, a an upgrade and then come to us. Hey, I did an upgrade and why it's getting slow? So we see because uh, there are some new features like uh, the transactions didn't ex didn't exist some time some time ago. And there is a lot of uh, validation that Mongo also uh, start to do in the new versions that it doesn't that doesn't happen before. But again, we still lacking this kind of resource, this kind of uh, analysis. And we we see that we see this uh, this loss of performance, but we can't say in terms of numbers how much is that. We know that's something around 10, uh, 15 percent of of. I mean, comparing Mongo 3.6 to 4.0, and then uh, it's got smaller between 4.2 and then 4.4, but still uh, performance degradation. But again, we don't have these numbers. And the talk that uh, I submitted was to give some numbers to the audience, to the public, and say, Okay, there is a loss or not? Maybe I'm I'm just uh, well. Uh, so, so here's the thing: that, I'm a stickler not... for benchmarks. I like benchmarks. <laughs> I love data. I love to see things. So we are going to have that one way or another. It might not be ever going live. I might have to get you on a live stream, and we might just do it. In fact, we should okay. do it live. We should benchmark these things. We should make them cry. We should we should see where they break. I love doing that. Um, I love playing stump the expert um, live. So if, if you want to come on and play stump the expert and we'll, we'll blow up some Mongo instances. I love blowing up MySQL and Postgres. I'm an equal database destroyer. Okay. I, I am not. That's good. That's good. I'm not trying to be fanboy of one over the other, um, but we, we can do that. Now um, we're going to start something that I started literally two hours ago. Um, I recorded another podcast earlier today. And uh, found that when I have multiple guests, it's often interesting to ask them the same question and see if they have any responses and see if they'll argue about it. So we're going to go round table as quick as we can. And we're going to see if you two agree with one another. And we're going to see, you know, like what sort of things, uh, you know, are in sync and maybe get some different opinions. So are we ready? Yes. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> Gene, what's your favorite open yes. source tool? Favorite open source tool? Yes. Oh, PMM. PMM. Okay. Vinny, yes. favorite open source tool? Percona Toolkit. Percona Toolkit. Okay. Okay. Vinny, favorite MongoDB command? Drop database. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, that's one you don't run very often. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gene, favorite, favorite MongoDB database command? Explain. Explain. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gene, uh, favorite Linux distro? Uh, CentOS. Does that even exist anymore? I mean, does it? Does it? You know, oh, I'm, a, I'm, okay. I'm a young guy. Okay, Vinny, but too, Vinny, yeah. Your favorite <laughs> distribution? I will stick with CentOS 7. Uh, oh my gosh, you guys yeah. are killing me because it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, you know, yeah, like, well, okay, it's fine. Supported, but yeah, because you know, I had Marcos on a live. 
<laughs> I had Marcos on a live stream a week ago, and he's giving me crap about, uh, you know, why I would choose Ubuntu. And I'm like, and he's like, use CentOS. And I'm like, it doesn't exist. I can't. I give him a Rocky Linux, you know, so he's he's building everything with Rocky right now. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's one of those things. But, uh, okay, so, so you're both CentOS fans, which yeah. I assume will just be because it's free Red Hat. I mean, yes. we'll just we'll just leave it at that. It's it, it was yeah. free red, right? you know. That, that's what that's what it was. Okay, okay. So, um, largest database you've ever worked on, Vinny? Uh, for my SQL, uh, fifteen terabyte database on a single instance with no replication, no backups. No backups. No. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah okay. That's wild. Well, what, what what was the application? What kind of application was it? I don't recall. I think it was a monolith running for years in the company. The machine was monstrous with uh, 128 cores, one terabyte of memory. Like it was huge. It was a, really a, a colossus. It was crazy. Yeah. Okay. Gene, biggest database you've worked with? Uh, Mongo, I would say I worked with uh, 10 shards, Charlie Cluster with no backup as well, because there is no backup solution for Ooh, that. Oh, so, about how much total disk yeah. space was that? Uh, I would say it's five terabytes, not that much, okay. but I mean, it's still 10 shards to- Billy to, wins, three extra size. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so so Gene, what um, is the worst problem that you see customers, companies, users make over and over again in the database? Over and over, uh, I think it's it's the way. Uh, again, I see it often in our daily routine. So when you go to shard, they just go and shard um, by random keys, and that's not the way it works. And then it comes to us, hey, it's not working. And then we saw, okay, your key is not working for this. So how we do that? I mean, in the previous version for Mongo, there's no way to, to fix that. I mean, you have to dump and, ex and import again. Okay. So that's the problem. Yeah. Vinny? That's the big for me. I think it's uh, pretty much what Jean uh, said. Like, uh, not only for Mongo, but also for MySQL. You have badly structured data. So you you have a table with uh, 100 Varchar fields with 1,000 characters and like 100 index. And people are complaining because why my rights are slow and why it's so hard my life. Like, uh, it's bad design. Bad design. Okay. <laughs> bad design. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know if I should ask this, but I will. Worst outage you've seen. Doesn't have to be something you've done at Percona or seen at Percona or a customer. It could be anywhere. Worst outage that you've, that you've seen. Or worst, you know, company crippling event. Okay, yeah, that is... Uh, you are the experienced <laughs> one. So. Uh, well, uh, I had a case where I worked with uh, with Mongo, like production systems, you don't have only one, one server. You work at least with three. And this guy, he was running uh, his production on only a single server. The disk crashed and the database got corrupted. Uh, we had to run like two tools that goes really into the physical files to extract the data. The guy was offline for days because there were no other options and like 
we could recover 60 70 percent maximum of the data so like uh, mongo was not uh, consistent before and after was even worse <laughs> so that was my, my crazy story Gene? yeah for me it's it's funny because it was on oracle database mm -hmm. doing our upgrade and i mean we had to open a a bug or i mean we have to to escalate the issue for the oracle support and you had the, the the system down for for a while while the guys work on that so was doing upgrade on oracle my my worst that i've ever seen is uh Someone did a data center failover, forgot to set up backups. Then someone dropped the database. Did that drop your, your favorite command there, Vinny? Drop database um, and 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 didn't have any backups because they hadn't run backups for three months. Um, yeah, yeah. Forensic data recovery took over a week, and the company went out of business within six months. Yeah, yeah. It's business ending. Such such things. It's crazy. Indeed, indeed. So I I, I warned Vinny I was going to do this, Vinny. What is your favorite version of MongoDB? I, I see. I changed it up. I I, I yeah, thought I was going to yeah, ask you to choose worse. between Mongo and MySQL, but <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I said favorite version of MongoDB. Like like, what version do you think was like? Wow, this one was was great. Uh, I think it was uh, three six. Three six uh, uh, had a lot of improvements compared to previous versions. While the white tiger engine was uh, gaining traction and becoming more and more mature, also on the sharding aspect, uh, Mongo brought a lot of improvements. More, it was more stable, less problematic. So I, it's already reached its end of life, but I think it was the the big one, the three six. And Gene, what about you? Mongo, MySQL. <laughs> what? You, 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 either one. I'll let you choose either one. I made Vinny choose just Mongo, but you can you can choose neither. Uh, I'll go with Vinny and Mongo because I mean we share the same pains oh. in here in support. Oh, and, see that? That's, uh, I, mean, I should make you submit your answers ahead of time. Like it could be like like you know how well do you know each other? You know like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and for MySQL, I like the five point seven version because uh, that is where I started in the university. And then uh, I also is still working to, to nowadays. So it's a very reliable and yeah. such a good. And it, it's, it, it's amazing how the versions and the tools you start with stick with you forever. Right. And even through like new iterations and new features, you're like, yeah, I still like that version. That's where I started. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. All right. I'm going to ask you one more. And then we're gonna we're gonna have to end, and we're gonna have to catch up back at Percona Live. Uh, so, what do you see is the most interesting thing in the tech space? What are you really excited about? What are you seeing out there, whether it's database related or not? Doesn't even have to be database related. Um, Gene, why don't we start with you? Um, what 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 kind of technologies or things are you really interested in learning about or experimenting with? Uh, I think that's something I learned here in Precona, which is the community support. I mean, uh, I used to work in a private company and work doing things from there. And then when I started to work here at Precona, it's nice to see how the, the community interacts with the, with the database, with the problems. Mm. You know, you go to the Jira and then open. I, I didn't have that, uh, that view when I worked in my previous job. So 
then I, I joined here and I could see this open source uh, world, which is for me amazing and and happy to be part of it. So did yeah. you did you answer that because I run community? It's okay if you say yes. No, no, yeah, you, no, no, no. Honestly, it's okay if no, you say no. yes because brownie points do win you drinks at Percona Live. No, no, honestly, that's yes. that's. And you uh, might get I mean, a hat out yeah. of this. I mean, just just for that, like you know, you might get a hat. <laughs> no, no, I'm going. I'm totally totally honest here. Okay, okay, yeah. fair enough. What about you, Vinny? What 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 has you interested? What are you trying to explore, figure out? Yeah, people is gonna judge me, but uh, <laughs> judge Vinny. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I would like to learn uh, more about Postgres. Uh, it's been a database that has been largely used, uh, and it's been the preference of people that's trying to get out from Oracle and go to open source solution. So it's the first database. Nobody goes to MySQL or Mongo. It's always Postgres. And I think it might have, uh, a, it is a great thing to learn. Mm. So we're thinking about doing 100 days of Postgres, Vinny. You want to come along on that journey with us? Well, I can try, but uh, I'm a really a junior guy, so you'll have to teach me from the basics. <laughs> well, the good news is our good buddy, Charlie, who also happens to be in Brazil, just so happens, big database community there, um, is doing a weekly or biweekly live stream where we're going to go through every part of managing and setting up and doing everything in Postgres. We're, we're three episodes in, actually four, because Charlie got a little long-winded on the second and we had to do two episodes. But there's really three episodes. Um, you know, so so Vinny, you can come along the journey with me and Charlie as we, we figure out how to do this. And uh, maybe you can help me stump Charlie once in a while because I've got uh, some workload that I like to throw out there. And he's like, what the heck is happening? I, I like to do that. I, I like to stump the experts. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be a pleasure. Uh, I know Charlie uh, very well. We worked together uh, before he becoming the Postgres Tech lead. So yeah, it will be a pleasure to be with Mr. Batista and uh, Mati Ankovic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank both of you for coming out. I'm really excited to see you in person. It's going to be fun at Percona Live. I am sure we're going to have lots more conversations. I'm actually doing live podcasts from Percona Live, so you you can swing by the podcast booth. We have a podcast booth where you can come in and say hi and get on the air. Um, and you can have our you know the dozens of dozens and dozens of people who like me, um, you know, follow you too. <laughs> Cool. Um, but all right. Well, thanks for coming on. And um, until next time, we will see you later. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, guys. Yep. It was a pleasure. Thanks. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. See you there. Bye-bye. Wow, what a great episode that was. We really appreciate you coming and checking it out. We hope that you love open source as much as we do. If you like this video, go ahead and subscribe to us on the YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And of course, tune in to next week's episode. We really appreciate you coming and talking open source with us.